Patty McFadden from FSP. With us today is Bill Cates. If you've heard of him before, it's because he's been working with financial advisors for the past 25 years, helping them create exponential growth through more effective messaging and multiplying their best clients. Bill's the author of a number of best-selling books, including Beyond Referrals and Radical Relevance. Bill, welcome to, the, to today's podcast. Great to be with you, Patty. Thank you. In previous segments, we've covered topics such as becoming more referable, asking for introductions, uh, getting introduced to the right quality of prospects. Why don't all advisors make sure they get a great introduction? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've seen that some advisors just don't realize they've got to carry it through all that way. It's just a, it's really a matter of awareness. Sometimes it's confidence and just knowing what to do, what to say. I'll tell you, early on when I started uh, kind of sh not shifting away from referrals, but adding on to focusing on the introduction, making sure we get connected, I actually had people say to me, you know, so now, Bill, you're asking me to ask my client to do my work. In other words, they thought their job was to get the name, the email, the phone number, and and then go to town and, and make the introduction themselves, right, or introduce themselves. But we know that doesn't work anymore, right? We know that, you know, call George, use my name. Well, George doesn't pick up his phone. George is wondering why you gave his name out to somebody he doesn't know. And so we've got to think in terms of introduction. So it's mostly just an awareness and realizing if we have a client that would love to talk about us to others, that has even a few people in mind, it doesn't really count unless we've been introduced, unless we've really been connected over a meal, over email introduction, whatever that might look like. I know you teach advisors to so approach introductions as a collaborative process. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I, it's we want we need the the referral source, if you will, the the person who's making the introduction to get engaged in this. And and so there's a couple of things that go on in this. Is is uh, first of all is to learn as much as we can about the new the new prospect. We can talk more about it as we go, but just you know we want to we want to learn about these people they've thought about or these people we've encouraged them to think about for an introduction. And then we want to come up with an approach that's going to feel comfortable and safe for everybody. So Food and Drug Administration, before it approves a drug for the market, it's looking, you know, is that drug safe and effective? Well, guess what? That's what we want for introductions. They need to feel safe for everybody and hopefully pique the interest of that new prospect of ours. So that that's something we have to do together. So when someone comes up with someone or we suggest someone that might, you know, make sense for us to meet, you know, we say things like, how would you like to introduce me to George? Or my guess is Laura would like to hear from you before she hears from me. Let's let's talk about what that looks like to, you know, that would, would feel comfortable for her and at least pique her interest in hearing from me. So it's, we're, we're, we're teaching our clients what works the best. And what works the best is, an, is a collaborative approach to an introduction. And what is the first step to create a great introduction? Yeah, as I just alluded to a second ago, it is learning as much as you can about this new prospect. And you know, there's two types of research you can do before you contact a prospect that I encourage everyone to do. Uh, there's cold research, which means you could Google their name, you can look on their LinkedIn profile, their, gosh, their profile or their bio on their business website, whatever that might look like. That's the cold research. But then there's the warm research that usually, I mean, not usually, but you just can't get from any source other than people that actually know those people, and in this case, your referral source. So a couple of great questions to ask is, 
what's going on in their life, their world, or their business that, that's important to them right now. You know, what's going on in their world that's, that's, that's on the forefront of their radar at this moment. And you know that every aspect of one's life is connected to finances in some way, right? That money intersects every aspect of our life. So uh, when you learn what's going on in their world that's important, and you can connect the work you do to that, you have a much more relevant introduction. You have a much better introduction that's going to get on their radar. And then another great question to ask is, tell me something you like or admire or respect. You could use that. Tell me something you like or admire about George and Laura. And, and you're going to learn things, things you might have in common, things, again, that the work you do might impact, uh, quite often some fun things that come up that you can allow you to have kind of a fun initial conversation with these folks. But those are two great questions that advisors don't usually think about uh, that you want to learn before you reach out to this new prospect. Okay, so now you know this information about the new prospect. What do you do next? Well, you talk about it. You talk about let's craft an introduction or let's create an introduction that that feels right. That's, as I mentioned, safe and effective. You know, how would you like to introduce me to George? Uh, here's what I found works the best. You can suggest the methodology. What if uh, what if you create an email introduction? What if you say, uh, George, you know, uh, meet Bill. Uh, Bill's done this, this work for me, da 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 Bill, meet George. He and I go way back. We grew up together, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think you guys should should talk. You know, I hope you get, I hope you connect. You know, how do you feel about doing something? Oh, I could do something like that. That sounds great. So, you can have your favorite way. You want to be a little flexible uh, as to what's going to work for the uh, for the referral source. Um, in person is great. You know, it's it's great for this business to meet people in person. Uh, and as, if these people are the types of folks that get together fairly regularly for lunch, breakfast, golf, you know, whatever then that might be able to easy, be easy to facilitate if they work in the same office, maybe lunch. Um, but what you don't want is you don't want to delay this enthusiasm. You don't want the enthusiasm to wane uh, because of the logistics of creating this in-person introduction. Uh, so probably the best fallback position is, is an email handshake of some sort. And sometimes the referral source doesn't follow through, right? Right. Um, yeah. If it falls through the cracks, what can you do to reduce the chances of that happening? Yeah, so first of all, um, the preventive maintenance and then what to do if it does happen. Uh, the preventive maintenance, if you will, is to make sure you talk about a time frame. Uh, you know, when do you think you have a chance to talk to George or when do you think you have a chance to send that email out? I don't want to miss it so I can follow up appropriately. So one is to create a little bit of a time frame. Um, and the other, if it's appropriate, to send a reminder in the form of a thank you. So it goes like this, you know, George, let's say I'm talking to George and it's a, a Wednesday and, uh, you know, George is going to be talking to his uh, sister Laura on Saturday. They've got a, some family event. Uh, and I'll say, uh, that's great. And I'll call you on Monday, see what Laura said. We can go from there. And, yeah, that's fine. And so now on Friday... Uh, I'm sending an email to George that says, you know, George, thank you uh, again for that opportunity. See if I can be a resource for your sister, Laura. I'll call you Monday as we agreed, see, see uh, you know, what she said and what we do next. So it's a reminder in the form of a thank you. Uh, now, even if we do those, sometimes things fall through the cracks. Either the logistics just break down, they just don't get to it, or sometimes they have second thoughts. 
So my rule of thumb is this. If if someone hasn't done what they said they were going to do to make the introduction, just check in. Say, is it you know, is it just just logistics? Yeah, yeah. So let's what's a new time frame and just kind of renegotiate that. And usually that's enough. Uh, but if they've hesitated a couple of times, if it keeps kind of falling through the cracks, uh, you know, George, I, I don't want to you know ask you or push you to do anything that doesn't feel right. Um, is it really just logistics, or are you having second thoughts? Now, if it's logistics. Uh, then maybe you send an email to the prospect and then encourage George to chime in when he sees that email. So now you've taken it off of George's plate. But maybe he's having second thoughts. Maybe he's not sure what to say. Uh, so you just got to be transparent and talk about it and make sure it feels right for everybody. You don't want to bug people uh, too much. On the other hand, you don't want to miss an opportunity by not knowing what's going on. Uh, so it's a bit of a delicate balance. You just check in, you know, what, what should we do next, what works for you. And, and look, some of these will fall by the wayside, but not always forever. You know, you could be having a client appreciation event, and that could be a perfect opportunity for them to invite their friend, colleague, family member to an event, and, and then you meet them in a social setting. Can you tell us a little bit about the free resources you have available for our listeners? Of course. Thank you. So a few things. First of all, we have a, a special guide that we've put together uh, specifically to, for listeners of uh, of, of this podcast. It's free, uh, and it's all about creating exponential growth by multiplying your best clients, right? Who, what, who doesn't want to multiply their best clients? So uh, the address to get it is multiplyyourbestclients.com. And then we have a number of free resources at our regular website. Uh, if you just go to referralcoach.com forward slash resources, we have guides, we have scripts, we have checklists, we have assessments, we have some short videos and audios. And again, that's referralcoach.com forward slash resources. And in summary of today, today's podcast, what are some of the most important concepts you want people to remember about creating introductions? Yeah, I think the most important thing is just that awareness and that decision to work from introductions and not to settle for word of mouth and not to settle for anything short if you can, right, without driving people nuts, uh, to get connected. You know, here's what I found works the best. Let's talk about how you introduce me to Bob. Um, and so that first thing is making that decision. Uh, and then uh, and then to, to, to remember to ask the question, what's going on in his life or her life or their life that's really important to them? Whether you ask for an introduction or volunteer one, you know, someone they might introduce you to, find out what's going on in their life because that's how you can get into their life in a very, very relevant way. And they see you have a sense of who they are and, you're, and, and the work you do fits to where they are in their life. And, and that's how you get into their radar, into their life. All right. Thank you so much, Bill, for talking to us about turning referrals into introductions. You bet, Patty. Thank you.